Welcome to the Bonfire. I am your host, Morgan, aka Bon Diesel, and this is a podcast about video game news, reviews, rumors, and speculation for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and even Nintendo. This week, I'll be covering PSVR 2 coming to PC, a digital Series X, Kojima's Sweet Farts, and much more. Before we get started, on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and comment down below. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, and leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. I would really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who supports as patrons, YouTube members, and Twitch subscribers, and a special thanks to producer-level supporter Hassan. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, consider becoming a member on YouTube, subscribing over on Twitch, or joining my Patreon at the link in the description of the show. Gaming news. We'll kick it off with Xbox. Phil Spencer did an interview. uh, and Here's the highlights I picked up. Uh, A big conversation about the console market not growing in the last six years. Uh, but that their cloud uh, usage is growing. Um, he claims that a double-digit percentage of hours on Xbox are being played uh, by the cloud, by streaming. Uh, he said that he expects the Series S to continue outselling the Series X, uh, that they are still dedicated to physical uh, media, even though they are shifting a lot of their uh, business over to digital Um and a really interesting part of this was him. Uh, it, it came up later, um, but that uh, xCloud is going to start letting you play your games uh, through their streaming service, even if the games are not on Game Pass. That's been a big limitation for quite a while. Um, and so it's going to be a thing where, like, in theory, I could fire up the Division 2, assuming it's not on Game Pass right now, and play it wherever. Um, That is really cool, and it's going to have implications with the Series S. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the Series S when the cross-gen comes. I'm one who's kind of settled on the idea that the Series S was probably a mistake, and that even though they would have maybe fewer sales right now total, I think if they had done a digital uh, Series X and the, the, the disc Series X, at the four and five hundred price point like sony did they probably would have been better off and if they would have actually made the digital ones as that lower price option they probably would have sold a ton of them Uh, it's been rumored and and i don't know how true it is but it seems like there's a pretty good chance that sony basically didn't make any of those digital consoles at launch that there was a very 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 small run of those and it was mostly ju- to just have a lower price point system on the market as kind of an alternative to the Series S, which was another $100 cheaper. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is in the transition period between this current gen and the next one, the Series S is probably going to get left out with native support. But I think that this announcement that any game you own can get streamed through xCloud probably sometime this year is going to mean that every series s and honestly every xbox one and one x is going to become a streaming device that 
as long as they can run that streaming app, which they should be able to really, really easily, um, it's going to make those consoles viable for a really, really long time. And I think that's a super smart uh, thing for them to do. And I think when you've heard them talk about their Xbox on any screen thing, I, I think they mean it. I, I think they want to put out hardware for people to buy if they want the top of the line that they offer. But I think they're cool if that's not the main way you interact with their games. Uh, as hard as it's been for people to understand that. He talked a bit about the layoffs and how it had a lot to do with teams being redundant. Um, part of the problem of bringing together essentially three huge publishers and Microsoft, um, ABK, and Bethesda, Zenimax, is that you have a lot of people doing a lot of the same jobs. Um, there's a big story about the Xbox uh, physical team uh, getting laid off almost entirely. What was commented on here was that you know, ABK has their own physical team and almost certainly Bethesda Zenimax did too. And they just didn't need all of those people because again, of redundancy, not defending layoffs. Layoffs are awful. They shouldn't happen. Uh, they should be avoided at all costs, blah, 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 all of that. I still believe that, but when they give an explanation, I think it's worth at least acknowledging it. Right. He did talk about uh, Activision Blizzard King games coming to Game Pass. If people may not remember, but after the Bethesda Zenimax uh, acquisition, that whole library came to Game Pass like really, really quickly, or at least the majority of it did. ABK is probably a different beast, especially with all the drawn out issues with making the acquisition actually happen. Uh, and, and it was funny. So uh, it sounds like the goal is to have Call of Duty's day one on game pass which is a really big deal but there's almost certainly at least one more game that probably has an existing deal with playstation um and it's it's been long assumed that those exclusive marketing deals that playstation did with activision almost certainly included a provision to not allow call of duty on game pass and so you know they they do still have to honor those you know, previous agreements. That's why when Bethesda Zenimax got purchased by Xbox, you still saw um, games get put out exclusively on Sony from an Xbox studio, right? And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think Call of Duty on Game Pass would be gigantic. It'd be, it would, it's probably their last bit of like significant growth. I think the most recent numbers were something around 35 million subscribed, a pretty good chunk of those being the core uh, Game Pass folks who had gold before and got switched over. So it, you know, it's probably something closer to 25 million um, actual Game Pass uh, owners, which is really good, but it's about 75 million short of their initial goal that either Phil or uh, the CEO, the head of Microsoft had talked about previously. So I think this Call of Duty thing is actually pretty essential for Game Pass because it's probably its last big get. Now, there's obviously people who are going to get uh, get it for Hellblade 2 when that comes out and, you know, the next Halo and all that. Those will be, you know, reasons to have Game Pass. But, you know, Call of Duty on Game Pass with how much that game sells even in its worst years is i mean it, it's gonna it's gonna get a lot of people on game pass and at least i assume that's what they are counting on 
So this interview was really good. Um, in general, it was kind of rehashing things we already knew or were assuming, but it was good to get those out there. Uh, again, this was a separate story, but I felt like it mattered. The whole xCloud, uh, being able to play any games, that's a big deal. Um, because right now the way it works is, and if I, I, if I remember correctly, you can basically only play games through the cloud that are authorized. And I believe that is almost exclusively games that are on Game Pass. And so what this means is that any game you buy that isn't on Game Pass is going to be available through the cloud. Now, the confusion there could come from like, oh, well, if I have a game on my Xbox, I can play it through the cloud right now. That's um, console streaming. And so I believe you can still do that. You've always been able to. I did it after my daughter was born. And I was playing games in the living room while she slept late at night and in between feedings. That was me streaming any game I owned that was downloaded to my console from my console through my home network. What this is saying is that you'll be able to do this um, through their actual cloud services, which I think if you're at your home, the streaming from console is probably the best. Um, but if you're out and about, you know, depending on your personal Wi-Fi settings and internet and all of that, you know, using their actual cloud services, which I believe is a bunch of Series X's in, you know, in a server room <laughs> somewhere, um, is is actually better because it's more optimized for that. So, um, that's a big deal, um, bigger than I think people are making of it. Um, you're you're gonna have access. I mean, if if you want to keep a controller in your bag and have your phone, and you're sitting in between two meetings or something, or eating lunch or something, you want to play some games. As long as you have Wi-Fi or a really good 5G connection, you can do it. So it's pretty cool, even though I don't know how much I'll actually be a consumer of that. Uh, then the final thing for Xbox is that later um, this year, potentially this summer, it's expected to uh, release Xboxes a digital Series X. Uh, the rumors and some, I don't know if they were just like fan renders or actual leaked uh, or ex you know, released um, pictures, but it's going to be white, uh, replacing the black uh, cladding on the outside with a white controller. And it's going to be basically the same as the Series X, but without the slot for the disk drive because it won't have one. Um, I, I talked about this before, so I won't harp on it too much again. I think this should have been the this should have been on release. I don't think Xbox should have ever had the Series S. Um, I think that they should have come in, maybe tried to undercut Sony um, at like a 450 and 350 price point for the disc and the digital, um, or even if they just did straight up pricing and tried to really push uh, Game Pass and things like that. Um, I, I don't know that the current thought is, I believe it's thought that uh, Sony has sold, what was it like 50 million uh, PS5s? Uh, the assumption is that Xbox has sold basically half of that, so around 25 million. I wouldn't be surprised if about 15 million of those are probably Series S's, and uh, maybe 10 mil, maybe 15, I don't know, are Series X's. Um, I, I think if they wouldn't have done the S, they, they would have lower numbers, but I don't think they'd be as low as some people think. I, I'm sure there's lots of people who have an S as their... Uh, their number two console or have an S as, you know, their complement to their PlayStation. Um, but I think if you price that at 399 
or maybe even 349 you would have still gotten a lot of those people to buy and maybe instead of selling 15 million series s's maybe you would have sold 8 million or 10 million uh series x digital editions um i know i would have bought one i have i haven't put a disc in my console since uh the 360 personally so i don't even have a disc in my pc so um i i i think that was a mistake in hindsight um i appreciate what the series s is they can't really abandon it now even though with x cloud they probably kind of could actually um i think that's gonna be a thing that I, as i talked about before when the cross-gen happens they're probably gonna kind of tell series s people hey you can use x cloud um and what would be really interesting is if even before then they start taking the handcuffs off of developers who have to have feature parity between the S and X and start saying uh, what they did with Baldur's Gate, basically, you know what? Don't worry about it. If people want to play the full featured game, they can play on the S they can use the cloud. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's what they do eventually. We'll see. But yeah, this digital series X, it's probably about two years late in my opinion, at least um if not more but uh the price point is going to be the most interesting the 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 interesting thing that xbox could do especially if the ps5 has a pro which we'll talk about soon if the ps5 pro comes out and it's like 499 maybe more maybe four five forty nine or, or 599 it's not expected that xbox is going to have a mid-gen refresh they're, they're going to have this digital and that's what we're expecting and maybe a controller a haptic controller the interesting thing that could happen is if xbox and they toyed with it during the holiday season if they decide to lower the price of the series x disc down to 399 do the series x digital for like 299 and then do the series s for 199 and maybe that one gig version for like 249 that could be interesting um they they could do the digital as the, the same price maybe make the the disc and the digital both uh, like 399 and you would have the the digital would have like two terabytes of uh, of internal storage maybe um to kind of offset some of that um but i don't i don't know i i think if they come out and if the the series x stays 499 uh and this the the digital comes out and it's like 449 i don't think it'll make that big of a push and like at this point they they only need good pr like after the disaster of the messaging recently uh, even though that wasn't really their fault it still kind of was they just need wins man uh they they need to like the thing is is the series x is to a point if it's selling so much less than the playstation and that yeah like you don't want to lower the price because that makes your margins worse or maybe you even lose money on each console but if you don't sell the consoles at all you lose that's the worst margin is a zero percent margin right to, to make no money um so 
You know, would you rather lose 5% on every console you sell or not make any money off of the console at all? You know, so it's, it's one of those things where, especially as we have probably peaked, like Phil Spencer said about on the last six years, the, the, the console market hasn't grown. People are just upgrading and that there haven't been that many new customers who never had anything before, or just aren't people who just aren't upgrading from the last gen. Um, I, I, I think I think they need to go for the value play and hopefully they can flex that Microsoft muscle to just take a hit and, uh, you know, for the sake of some good PR and to get more of their boxes and more homes, but we'll have to wait and see. Moving over to the PlayStation, uh, they had a report come out that said that they lost 10 billion in stock value after the PlayStation 5 sales forecast was cut from 25 to 21 million units, I believe for this current fiscal year. Uh, the, the, that's I'm losing 10 billion in stock value is a big deal, but it's the stock market. This stuff happens. Uh, investors are get scared and they do stupid stuff. The more interesting part about this was that the operating margins, you know, how much money they, they are making over what they're, uh, spending, uh, for Sony is, is for PlayStation is hoped to be around 20%. That's why PlayStation is so important to Sony because that's a crazy margin. Um, those margins, a 20% margin, which I assume that's the goal because that's what they've done at some point. A 20% margin is insane. That's so much money. And instead, I believe the last reporting on it was that it was around a 6% margin, which is fine. That's okay. They're making money, but they aren't making it hand over fist like they were expecting to. And when you have PlayStation as this huge pillar for Sony, that Sony kind of depends on PlayStation to stay alive. You know, we've talked a lot about this. That's a, it's an interesting number. It's an interesting thing to, to find out. Uh, there's rumors out that the PSVR 2, they're um, really well-reviewed and, and very well-liked uh, VR headset that requires a PlayStation, um, is being tested to work on PC. Uh, and, it, and that functionality could come as soon as 2024. That would be really, really cool, especially if it's obviously compatible with the various other markets that you can play VR on. Because I've heard the PSVR 2 is really good hardware, and it's a pretty solid price compared to the competition. The problem is, is that it required a PlayStation 5, which then, you know, essentially made it $500 more expensive, right? So that's interesting. The only, the only downside could be there's rumors that it's going to use the PC to like stream the games into the headset. And it's not actually going to use the PC's hardware to run the headset. And that would be a mess. That wouldn't be very good. So we'll hope that it's a native thing and that it actually works off the PC. Because if it if it's a if it's streaming VR, I won't. I can't imagine that would be very uh, well received. And then we have more rumors about the PlayStation Five Pro coming late this year. Um, that that's it's being reported by enough people that I believe it now. I kind of didn't think they would do that because it like doesn't make sense. And you see a lot of people kind of with that sentiment of like, you know, the PlayStation five doesn't feel like it's been tapped out yet. It feels like it's barely been tapped at all. Uh, and the series X so this is the generation thing, not a platform thing. And uh, a good point I saw someone make, I believe it was Mike Minotti over at um, a games beat was that part of why, you know, the, the PlayStation four and the Xbox one, were 1080p machines, if you were lucky, 60 FPS, but more likely 30 FPS with most games. 
the PS4 Pro and the series in the Xbox One X were cool because they brought 60 FPS 4K to a lot of games. Now it was like not super high quality of those two things, but it was there, and I remember it. I I got I had a One X. I had a uh, a, a pre-order uh, version that had the Scorpio stuff on it. I should not have sold that thing. That thing was so cool. Probably my favorite console ever, the One X. It, there's something about it. It was just a cool system. But I remember after it came out, you know, the Division, the Division Two, and you know all these games. Uh, Division Two, yeah, I can't remember. But there were a bunch of games I got to play. And I was like, holy crap, this is great. And it wasn't even that good. Like the PS4 Pro and the One X were still using that old, was it laptop uh, hardware, the GPU and CPU, and it was. You know, they, those, that generation was just kind of rough from a tech perspective, but they were still, but there was a, there was a leap. There was a, from the PS4 to the pro, you, you were getting that incentive. No one knows what that incentive is supposed to be with the PS5 pro or if Xbox did their own pro version. And, and I think that's fair. I think that's a, that's a fair thing to say. Now, the rumors are, is that Sony has been developing their own frame generation or what you may know better as like FSR through AMD or DLSS through NVIDIA. Uh, Intel has one too. I forget what it's called. Sorry, in, Intel. Um, but I just, I think that would be a weird thing for them to bank on because with the frame generation, the whole thing where it like, Basically, what what DLSS is and some of these uh, these this tech is is essentially your hardware runs the game at like 720p um, at 30 fps, and this AI tech inserts a frame in between each one, making it 60 fps. But your hardware is only working as hard as it needs to for 30. It's artificially boosting it to 60 because it looks like 60 because it's generating frames in between each of the actual frames. And it's also boosting the image up to 4K. It's, it's upscaling it. And it works great. DLSS is awesome. And FSR, especially 3.0, it sounds like it's doing it's better than it was before, which is technically available on Xbox and PlayStation because they use AMD tech. Um, but DLSS is the stuff. And if PlayStation is trying to do their own, that's commendable. But if you look at the market, you see Intel and you see AMD trying to catch up to NVIDIA. NVIDIA is the only one who's done it like consistently and reliably. So if they're banking on the, this, this frame generation tech being the reason to buy this PS5 Pro, um, which is rumored that the actual hardware won't really be that much better. It'll be boosted a little, but not much. The whole idea is I assume they're going to market it like, hey, using our new Sony frame gen tech, you're gonna, every game you play will be 60 FPS and they'll all be 4K. And that's going to be a sell for some people. I, I just, I, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, if that's the case, because it's hard to do. And, and if their first go at it is going to be to try to sell this console, that's, that's risky. Um, now, it may be a trial run for the PS6, which will have boosted stats and have a more advanced version of that tech, you know, maybe, maybe that's the point because even on their best day, they aren't going to sell a ton of PS five pros. Uh, the, 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 the PS four pro and the one X sold. Okay. But they came out at the end of the gen. They weren't 
they weren't that big of a deal and you know that they were they're well respected like i said the one x might be my favorite console but you know no one was like people weren't knocking down the doors for them so i'll be really curious to see what this ps5 pro thing is and how xbox will respond because the rumors have been for a long time that they aren't doing a mid-gen refresh a pro version and that instead they may release a whole new console in 2026 and if Sony re releases this Pro in late 2024 or 2025, they probably don't have a PS6 until 27, maybe even 28. And we may see a 360 PS3 situation again where Xbox jumps out and has like a year head start on the next gen, uh, which could be good for them. It was with the 360, um, but once PlayStation 3 came out, they caught back up. So interesting times. I definitely want to keep an eye on it. I actually have something to talk about with Nintendo this week. They had a partner direct. I just can't get myself to talk about 99% of the games that they talk about, but they did have grounded in their direct, which was weird because that's the first Xbox game being officially announced for another platform. Oddly enough, Hi-Fi Rush wasn't part of this. I just assumed it would be, but apparently it's not. And so that leads me to believe that grounded Hi-Fi Rush, um, Pentiment and Sea of Thieves will be announced sometime in the near future for PlayStation. Um, it, that has been announced by some of the studios, the Xbox studios, and notably, I don't believe PlayStation has promoted it at all. Um, and so it's gonna—it's really interesting. That seems like they're going to be like, yeah, fine, you can put your games on our system, but we're not going to promote it at all for you. It's kind of strange, but kind of makes sense too. Uh, the partner direct for Nintendo also had uh, a reveal of a Star Wars Battlefront collection. So it's a, kind of like a remastered Star Wars Battlefront. And a lot of people were really excited about it. And I believe it's Battlefront 1 and 2 remastered into the same game. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that's received. That does sound very exciting. Um, unfortunately, I was deprived of Battlefront as a child. I got to play it at like friends' houses, but I never had it myself. Uh, even though I think the newer games were great, um, they just obviously had the issues they had. That was peak EA uh, idiocy, unfortunately. So, uh, Moving into the non-main platform stories, we'll go pretty quick here. Um, Warner Brothers says Suicide Squad has fallen short of their expectations. Well, yeah, it's player count is abysmal right now. Well, I'd be amazed if that game even gets a whole year of post launch content. And that's a shame because it seems like it's a really well made game. It's just not a game anyone wanted with characters no one wanted and a story that has moments, but that no one wanted to experience in a looter shooter. Looter shooters struggle to tell good stories because it's so focused on the mechanics of the looter shooter that it's hard to tell a story. I've seen that with the division two and, and the division one, and it continues to be an issue. Uh, I also, I don't think I talked about it last week, but skull and bones is in a similar situation. Uh, it's believed that it has less than 900,000 players. And that includes, uh, the, that number, uh, the, the 850 or so thousand people who have played it, that includes trials. They didn't, I think in like an eight or seven hour trial and that counts, which means that there's a really good chance that maybe half of those players didn't even pay for the game. And that, uh, you know, that, that, that game could end up with like a less than 1 million sales mark, which, you know, everyone, you know, everyone loves the dunk on Ubisoft, even the games that you dunk on pretty consistently sell 
seven, eight, nine, ten plus million copies. Uh, your Assassin's Creeds, your Ghost Recons, your The Divisions, Far Cry, like those games sell extremely well, even though everyone likes to dunk on them. That does not seem to be the case for Skull and Bones. Uh, Kojima released a, a documentary about starting a new studio and making Death Stranding. I have jokingly talked about how um, I really like Kojima. Um, I, I've, I really enjoyed the Metal Gear games when I was younger, and like Metal Gear Solid 4 is one of my favorite games ever. 5, if they would have finished it, would have been up there too. Um, but he's, he's really crossing into loving the smell of his own farts territory, and... You know, the, I, I want to finish this documentary. I just kind of briefly checked it out, and it's obviously great, but it's gotten to a point where, and I don't want to be pessimistic about it because he's probably not gonna make games for much longer. I didn't know he's like in his sixties. Um, he's you know gonna retire at some point, or at least take a step back. And so I appreciate what Kojima has brought us in the past and will bring us in the future. Um, but sometimes it gets a little pretentious, but you can check that out. I think it's on Disney plus if you want to check that out. Uh, the Borderlands trailer finally came out and it just, ah, oh man, it's they've, they've even come out and said that it's the beginning of a new series and or whatever, a uh, new universe. That's the popular thing, right? And it just looked so bad. It looked like abysmal. Like it looks so bad. And it's got star power. Um, I, I believe it stopped like principal filming years ago. And they've been doing reshoots and trying to like finish it. And it, it just it looks like it's gonna be a complete shit show. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, to wrap it up on a little bit of good news, uh, Sega has come out and talked about how the the new crazy taxi game they're making, which I just assumed was going to be like a remaster or a remake of the Dreamcast version. I think it was on PlayStation as well. Um, is apparently going to be uh, like a new game and it's getting AAA treatment on budget and development resources and things like that. So definitely an interesting move. A, something i'd be interested in i didn't really play the old one um but i watched it be played and it's like it's in my head of the like the zeitgeist of that time with gaming so i'll be curious to see what they do and now i'm curious about why you stuck around for this whole podcast so whether it's in youtube comments or on twitter or in my discord or wherever uh you know please let me know what you thought of the show let me know if you have any thoughts uh, or questions or topics for next week uh you know let me know in all of those places uh but we're gonna wrap this thing up so uh once again thank you so much for listening to this episode or watching it uh, please consider participating for the next show or even just participating by reviewing on podcast platforms leaving comments on the youtube videos sharing my tweets where i post these things out and things like that um, i really want to try to grow this podcast and uh i could use some help so if you're willing to do it i would absolutely appreciate that you can find me all over the internet as bond diesel including over on twitch and on youtube where i post videos and stream every now and then uh, if you want to see my other content or find other ways to support everything I do, please check out the link in the description of the show to get a look at all of that stuff. That is all I have for this one. So until next time.